our unseen artists, and we are giving the stage to underrepresented voices. I'm Courtney. And I'm Noelle. And today is our part two of discussing Cinderella and its vastness. And our focus today is going to be on the new play, Bad Cinderella, that we both just watched together. It is a brand new adaptation from Andrew Lloyd Webber. It premiered on the West End in 2021. And it was just called Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cinderella at the time, which I forgot until I was doing my notes today. Um, So when it came to Broadway, it started previews February 17th, and it just opened March 23rd, and they renamed it Bad Cinderella. The premise is that Cinderella is a rebel as opposed to a peasant, and she is much more vocal in this than you see her in a lot of other adaptations. It is supposed to be a bit more of a modernized version with new and recycled music um that they've (laughs) created (laughs) so it's got a bit of a got a bit of a spin on it and it's it's adapted music is what we'll say it's a derivative work um yeah yeah and so it has the original storyline that it puts a major spin on and so I wanted to just give a bit of an overview of the plot. So the storyline is it's set in the town of Belleville where everyone is picture perfect. They are beautiful. They are interested in fashion and keeping their name a certain way and just being the most popular that they can be. The only one who stands out is Cinderella, who is still a peasant and she is stubborn and refuses to dress to the nines she stays in her ripped jeans and um more of her like pop punk look as opposed to these frilly gowns that everyone else wears and so we start off with the prince disappearing and being presumed dead so his brother his younger brother is turning into the new prince who has to be married and those become our two main characters the younger brother prince and bad cinderella the music is from andrew lloyd weber with the lyrics from david zippel who did city of angels the story and book are by the writer emerald Fennell, who also did promising young woman and killing eve it was choreographed by joanne hunter and directed by lawrence connor so it's got some people who have some good experience on Broadway out there, obviously. Like I said, it just opened the cast. Lenady Hanau is the lead. This was anticipated to be a big production that people were going to be very interested in and very, um, it was expected to be very popular on Broadway in the sense that Andrew Lloyd Webber is removing Phantom after all of these years. And so this will be his current and most recent musical on Broadway. So we went and saw this last Friday. Um, what did you know about it before seeing it? Um, well, <laughs> I had seen um, a couple of like, uh, what do you call it? Like videos, little clips of it from when it was being closed on 
the West End and Andrew Lloyd Webber did not do a good job of making that announcement. Um, so right, I forgot just, about that. Yeah, we'll just acknowledge that here. Mm-hmm. Um, it was really horribly portrayed <laughs> and blamed on COVID and audiences and everyone other than himself. And then he brought it to Broadway. Um, so I had seen a couple of clips of it and I didn't love it. I didn't love what I saw in those clips, knowing what I know about Cinderella and then having seen, so clearly somewhere between me seeing Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cinderella at Paper Mill Playhouse and then him taking it to the West End, there were some changes that turned it into this bad Cinderella Um, because it's very different now as bad Cinderella than it was as that Cinderella when I first saw it. Um, And that was my sort of thought when I saw it at Paper Mill was that it was just kind of generic. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he did try to put this twist on it, which was better. I think he's done something better with it than what he had originally. Um, But I do definitely think it fell short in a lot of ways also yeah before the play i knew nothing about it really i knew it was andrew lloyd Webber, so i was down for it (laughs) i was interested um and i knew that it was supposed to be a twist on cinderella which i if you listen to the last episode one of my favorite things is doing a twist on stories that have never been done before done very differently i knew that it was a musical and i knew that i had heard about lenady and her voice and how she was really good and that was the extent of what I knew going in and I knew that Carolee Carmelo was in it because you told me so yes <laughs> that is that is what I knew going in um so I knew that I did know that Carolee Carmelo was in it yes. uh from like when it was announced <laughs> right I didn't know that and uh but based on our limited knowledge with it what were your thoughts, your initial thoughts after seeing it? It's interesting because, so like, if you didn't know that it was Andrew Lloyd Webber and you walked into it just like blind, like I have no idea what the show is, you would know like three seconds in <laughs> that it's Andrew Lloyd Webber. Like the music is very typical Andrew Lloyd Webber. And, um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. Um, it, but it does like his style is like a little 80s and there's definitely moments as I was watching it where I was like oh this is very phantom-esque this is very Jesus Christ superstar-esque like he sort of brings in I, f- I feel like he tried to do something different but what he did is sort of like bring in pieces of all these other things he's done before and like put them all into one thing mm-hmm. um I didn't hate the music though like the music was great like it was a fun time I enjoyed it it was something new and different yeah it was uh it I don't necessarily think it hit the mark that it seemed to be trying to hit but I think that it was very entertaining. 
I think that Carolee Carmelo was amazing. I think that um, this like sort of side storyline that they put in between the stepmother and the queen was really interesting. Um, I found the um, the stepmother and the stepsisters dynamic also very interesting. Um, the Cinderella Prince sort of storyline was like kind of weak, um, which was interesting because that's usually kind of the focus. I found a lot of the side stories to be much more interesting in this show than like I found sort of Cinderella and Sebastian, the young, the prince's younger brother, because the prince is missing. Um, or like Prince, I should say Prince Charming is missing. Right. So Sebastian, Prince Charming's prince brother were sort of like, in my mind of like what you're sort of watching and what you're interested in and what your kind of focus is or what you get invested in as watching the story. I felt like those were more side and you're mm-hmm. much more interested in these other relationships. Yeah, I am. Um, I had a very similar feeling and I don't know if it's because it's so new to Broadway, but it felt a little disconnected in some of the directions it went um I agree the side storylines were kind of what made it it was an enjoyable show and like and I've when I've talked to people about it I'm like I see where a lot of the criticism is coming from but I wouldn't say don't go see it like it's an enjoyable show to see we had a good time I had a good time while I was there I thought the music was well done I mean I don't I don't think it's going to win awards for Andrew Lloyd Webber necessarily, but I think it was, I think it was good, enjoyable. Um, well, it's not new and different. Right. It's very Andrew, Andrew Lloyd Webber, but it is beautifully orchestrated, yes. I think. Yes. And um, I think that some of the acting choices were strange. And I don't know if those were actors' acting choices or if they were director's direction um specifically in the leads I know that like Mm. I thought they did really well at singing I thought they had good voices um Linady had a bit stronger of a voice than the the guy who played Sebastian I thought but Dobson Jordan Dobson I knew it started with a J but I couldn't remember the name (laughs) um Jordan Dobson Jordan Dobson and who like don't get me wrong is also incredible like they're they're good I just think there were some weird choices like it seemed at times that we didn't know where that character was meant to go like do you and like I said this I think when we were at intermission I was like I don't I feel like this character wants to be stronger than it is because I felt like I had a lot of like David Diggs type like feel to the character but there was not the same charisma underneath it and so it kind of felt a little flat but that said the stepsisters just as you said the stepmom and um the queen all were incredible and I think that I agree those stories were very interesting and always when they were on the stage I was invested like I was absolutely I was like I couldn't look away it was incredible and like and the same, I mean, in the same sense for when the musical numbers were performed. So it wasn't just 
it was just the storylines, I guess, outside of <laughs> the side stories um, that really kind of threw me off a bit. But like I said, I enjoyed it. And I think you should go see it if you want to. If it sounds like it's up your alley, I definitely think you'll have a good time going to see it. Um, and on that note, being that it is newer, along with the 2021 Cinderella that we closed out last episode with, let's do a bit of a compare and contrast and how things have, how things were done so differently in those two adaptations and how they could have kind of grown on each other as opposed to going in different directions, I guess, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Because we, so if you've been listening to the podcast for a little bit, you know, we like to talk about what was done to improve, what could have been done better. I feel like this is an interesting contrast. Um, They're sort of of the same time because Mm -hmm. you have 2021, you have 2021 West End debut for this show and you have 2021 release for the movie and it's sort of interesting because I think they hit I think they had a lot of the same goals or at least they were trying to hit some of the same marks and I think they didn't quite hit them the same definitely one of the thoughts that I had in Bad Cinderella was this there is no king in Bad Cinderella There's only the queen and that's never really explained. And because you're used to seeing a king and a queen, which you see in that Cinderella film, Mm -hmm. um, you're sort of like, or I felt personally, maybe nobody else cares about this kind of thing, but I was like, where's the king and why is it only the queen and why does she have such a big part? They did give kind of a big part to the queen in this Amazon film because like, there was this idea of um, they took this historical perspective of like, yeah, you don't necessarily marry for love, which I find really interesting Mm -hmm. because we have seen that so often. And sometimes we still see that in modern day in certain cultures, like you don't necessarily marry for love. You marry for the status or for, you know, what it brings to your family or for, you know, what it does for the community or whatever. And so that was kind of interesting. And so that's bad Cinderella that was never really addressed. We never talked about why the king wasn't there. That was never a thing. Um, However, there was a really interesting storyline of like a background between the king, the, I'm sorry, between the queen and the stepmother. And that was a really interesting side story. I found that to be one of the most interesting storylines and scenes and songs where they came together and sort of talked about the history that they had and um, connecting themselves together. But really, and it's interesting because you look at Bad Cinderella and part of it is probably just name recognition. Like obviously the first person- listed should be Cinderella which is Lenady but you have Carolee who comes in like she's the second person listed and she's a big name but also like I found her character to be the most interesting and so I'm not sure if they did this on the West End as well where they were like okay Cinderella and then the stepmother but like 
they probably should have because even for the show even if it's not a big name Carolee Carmelo is always amazing um but her character as a whole and the way that her connection was like I found her to be the most interesting character where she clearly was somebody who came from her storyline was the rags to riches storyline she came from this lowly background and married up for her daughters which I think comes from you know there's other adaptations that do that too sure um but it's really Cinderella who has the higher status because of her father who had Mm -hmm. that status and so it's the stepmother married into that and brought her daughter's I really liked the connection between Cinderella and the stepsisters because like really they've been raised sort of in this family together and there was a really good dynamic between them. There was a really good dynamic between them in the movie as well. I actually find that dynamic the most interesting in the Mm -hmm. movie is how, you know, one of them is kind of ditzy and one of them is kind of a bitch. And one of them is like, you know, you have that story of like female empowerment, like bringing women together. There's this moment in the movie where um, one of the sisters is like, Cinderella, do you think I look beautiful? And she's like, yes, I do. But it doesn't matter what I think. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. It only matters what you think. Do you think you look beautiful? And that sort of then becomes a theme towards the end is this like through the rest of the movie, she's looking at herself in the mirror and she's like, yes, I think I look beautiful right now. I think I, and you know, and like bringing that inner idea, which I think is interesting because I think that bad Cinderella really tried to have this, you know, inner thought with Cinderella coming through and she doesn't care about how everybody looks different than her or whatever, um I do have to touch on really quick like there's this idea of the town of Bellevue being like everybody's super perfect and so that means they're all wearing these bright clothes and are super skinny and I don't know why we have to continue to further this idea that to be perfect quote unquote you have to be super skinny you have to stand up like tall like there's not a single person with disabilities in this in this like storyline and it's literally written so that it's not like there are lyrics in that first song about how they're all pale and thin and perfect and I'm just like why is that still what we're trying to put on young women. So I, I I don't really like that aspect of it because I think that it could have been done differently. Like there's no reason yeah. for it to be that. You can say perfect. And I think you could have done that in a different way. I think it could have been done because they do a lot of visual stuff with the costumes where everybody's in these like bright colored clothing and like Cinderella is in this like leather jacket and she's wearing ripped jeans and she you know like there's a different way to say like well oh we're all perfect and proper without being like oh well you have to be like white and thin yeah and I wonder if this I do not know the answer because I 
agree with you that it didn't come off this way but I wonder if they wrote it that way on purpose to use it as a comment on society because I know it's meant to have its satirical value and if so like I could understand it but they didn't they didn't make it happen that way and so I think it would I think it gets lost in the story even if that is what they intended Um, well if that's the I think that if you're doing that with the satirical value you can show that by not only casting young thin and all the women had like big boobs Mm -hmm. like for the most part all the men had to be skinny like bulky most of them had like six packs I think there was like one guy that was like not super thin and buff like the rest of them but all of the men when you're looking at the men I guess I'm gonna segue to this right now all of the men we're looking at are these like buff white guys yeah and while they looked great and everything was fine and like i'm you know i like for uh for an opening step into casting i like a blind casting like see who you get see who's the most talented do all of that but when you get to the end and you're actually casting the people and you have this second son who's the prince who everybody's like oh he's not as great his brother was way hotter and you're putting him surrounded by these like beefy guys and yeah he's a skinny guy too but he is the only black guy and he is the only guy with like natural hair yeah like they're all white guys with white hair or no hair or whatever and then you have this one black guy, this one guy with natural black hair, and he is like looked down upon. You have to take that into, like, you have to take that into, like, you can't, you can't just have that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I'm like overthinking it. But it's like, it seems to me the same concept of being like, oh, if all of the good people are white and you only cast the bad guy as a black guy, it's like kind of the same thing where we're like re-putting that into society where it's like, yeah, we definitely do have black women who are in the ensemble of this show and that's wonderful. But again, big boobs, skinny, like I would like to see more figures. I would like to see more of other things things and that would make me think that it was more being sarcastic or um satirical than okay well we're gonna cast exactly to what all of these lyrics say right and so and I feel like they're trying to be like okay and that's the thing so they have this whole song about that and then they're like okay but the exact opposite of everyone is this Cinderella Okay, well, she's still super skinny and right. super pretty. She's just like not white. Right. And even though you have these other ensemble women who are not white, it's just, I don't know, it she doesn't look that much different from them other than the costume. And I feel right. like you could just make it about the costume. Absolutely. Rather I mean, that's... than about 
their actual physical looks. And I feel like that's what a lot of other shows that have had this similar concept, um, aside from like Stepford Wives, which was had a different outcome in the end. I won't ruin it for anyone if you haven't seen it yet. But like that was very specifically why they all looked the same. But there have been other like satirical shows and like in Hunger Games, sure, they have plenty of skinny, thin people that are also white, but they also have different shapes and sizes. And a lot of times when they show these type of like this is the high end of society, like they do tend to show more like diversity, I feel like in a lot of especially the ones that are like filmed now with like a like a Victorian lens on it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um and so I so I agree. I don't know why they couldn't have done that here. When there's definitely there's definitely something we're seeing currently where ethnic diversity is being focused on and I think that's really important. It is. Absolutely. Like, and like for me one of the things that I love about Rodgers and Hammerstein Cinderella with Whitney Houston and Brandy is that they literally were like I don't give a fuck what ethnicity you are and they were like here we have white king like black queen asian prince black cinderella like all of these things and it was just like who cares because it that part doesn't matter and it doesn't when you're actually showing and like i think that the 2021 film version on amazon did this really well of like showing a ton of diversity in their casting in all of their ensembles and you saw for me I mean I grew up in Southern California and now I live in outside of New York but like what I saw was like things looked more representative of what I see normally than other things that I've seen yeah so while I think that like blind casting is sort of an important part of what we do in theater and I think that representation is important like I think that the most talented person should get it yes I think that what you know think like stage should definitely represent what we're seeing in our communities which I think the movie did really well um I think that we also need to be really careful about the tropes that we're creating around the people that we're casting and especially now like I don't know if this happens as much for men as it does for women but like having natural hair for black women has been a really big issue in like office settings or professional settings because it's not like quote unquote it's not considered professional and I think that that's ridiculous but I think that like on that same note like we're trying to fight that and that's ridiculous but then we come and see bad Cinderella and we're sort of seeing that 
like reinforced almost as we're seeing this one guy with natural hair who's like oh well you're not attractive like you're not princely you're not whatever because and and maybe and I think that's not good maybe that's why I wanted him to be a stronger character because they had already portrayed him in this light and then he also came off as weak and it's like but he doesn't have to be a weak character to be in this area. And I don't know, maybe that added to it. I don't know why. I just, I really wanted him to be a stronger character than he was. Well, I, and- think, I think so too. And I think that, um, I don't think that that is necessarily on Jordan. I right. think that there's like a much larger picture to look Absolutely. at for Absolutely. this. Again, really enjoyed the show. We had a great time. But there are definitely like these things that I noticed that I was like, these are issues that we're seeing constantly. And I think that they need to be addressed. Right. Um, so again, he was amazing. Loved him. I think that I, I think that what you're saying about the character is the character. You know, that's yeah, and that's what I was saying. Too. I don't know. I don't think it's Jordan. I think it's the writing or the direction, which could, you know, I think those are the two people that are making those final choices on how that goes. What has the show done differently that other Cinderella adaptations have not done? It definitely tries to like relook at the idea of it. Um, and so we're looking at more diversity for sure. We're looking at like different background. It's interesting because Bad Cinderella took a very different take in that it wasn't Prince Charming. It was his brother mm-hmm. and it's Cinderella. And then they have this um, this plot where the two of them have been friends since childhood and also, um, I think we talked about this in last episode or earlier, that she actually comes from a higher status through her dad. Mm-hmm. And it's um, the stepmother who has lower status, and that's why she married up and whatever. And so it's like, it's the father and Cinderella who kind of hold that status. Right. Um, so that part is like, really interesting i like that concept of it because it makes more sense because otherwise like why does the stepmother have this right like bitchy background like she i feel like that is common for a lot more of the modern versions is that it's yeah at least that she comes low and she's marrying Mm -hmm. higher to get a higher status yeah and so that's really interesting and the um the concept of the queen having come from that same background and married high with the king and gotten her status and that's how the stepmother comes in like that's all very interesting as well but it sort of throws so like the cinderella prince thing where they've been friends forever like sort of throws the whole cinderella thing kind of odd to me because there's never the like oh i don't know who you are except that she then like so she's like she doesn't care what anybody thinks then all of a sudden she does and that's how she ends up in the thing and like that's very true to life 
like, I feel like there's a lot of teenagers or like people in their early twenties who are like, I don't care what anybody thinks, but like they really kind of do. And so then if somebody does show them, you know, like a certain amount of like attention, then they're like, oh, I should be more like this. Like, I feel like that's definitely a trope. I don't necessarily think, or I, I guess I should say it's not a trope. It's something that's true, but I don't know if that's something that we should necessarily try to show as being, you know, for young people. I will say, I think that that particular part, I did actually like the way they handled it because she went and did this whole thing. She gave up the one thing that was closest to her heart to change for what she felt like she had to do for love and all this stuff. And in the, like, on the back side like she gets there and he doesn't recognize her and he doesn't care who she is because he she's not the one he's looking for and he never wanted her to change and he helped her get back like the one thing that she had given up to become this new person and it did kind of like it did more tell the story of like you don't need to change you like be yourself and so i so I thought that particular part they did portray really well. And I also liked the storyline of the fact that like they were friends before because he wasn't, I mean, he was royalty technically, but like Prince Charming was the one that had all the rules and everything. And so I, I liked that part of the storyline too. That was a little bit different that he was coming into it and, you know, he had his rebelliousness, but well, okay. So I think it was handled well for what they were doing. Mm-hmm. The fact that they were friends since childhood and then she shows up and she has blonde hair and he's like, I have no idea who you are. I'm like, okay, what kind of friend are you? If you have no right. idea who I am, cause I have sure. blonde hair. And maybe that's because I grew up with I was born with brown hair and then when my dad started highlighting my hair when I was six and then I had blonde hair in middle school and then I went back and forth with hair color so many times because my dad's a hairdresser like maybe that's something for me where I'm like if you didn't recognize me with a different hair color like what kind of friend are you but like so that kind of part of it was like really odd to me but see where I think this movie did it so much better So they didn't know each other Mm -hmm. and he, you know, he recognized her and it was like, not her recognizing him. It was him recognizing her. It was like this whole thing. She didn't know who he was. Like, I love that whole concept of it because it totally put it on its head. But then at the end of the ball, he comes and he's like, I didn't see, cause he didn't see her. He's like, I didn't see the woman that I wanted. And then she like knocks something over and he's like, oh, there she is. And like (laughs) runs towards her. Right. So, because she was like hiding or whatever, like he, they never came into contact. Yeah. And so he knew who she was, even though she somehow didn't know that he wasn't the prince. I mean, it's always a stretch. These things are always a stretch, but she goes to him and she had just had this meeting with this other queen and she's like I'm gonna have you know all my dreams come true not to marry a prince but to get my career Mm -hmm. and so she's like I don't want to marry you and she leaves and it becomes this whole thing and we've seen this a few times where it's like oh 
the woman is going to hold her ground. And so they're going to be separated. And I just watched this recently in what show was I watching? It'll come to me later, whatever. I was watching a show and the woman was like, I, you know, I can't give up everything for you. And he was like, well, I can't give up everything for you. And it's like, those are clearly common things. But it becomes to the end and she goes and she's like, okay, I'm going to give up everything for you and runs to him. And he goes, no, I gave it up for you. And it's like, we see that more commonly now currently where it's like the big, like dramatic point is her Mm -hmm. taking her ground and then being like, no, I'm not going to do this because I want the man. Mm -hmm. And there was a whole thing with it in this show that I watched that the name is escaping me, but she's like she talks to her grandma and she's like you can't give everything up for this man and she's like no but that's what I want and it's like okay like I get that but why is it always that we come back to that the woman has to be like what I want is to give up everything for this man so what this Cinderella movie on Amazon does is the opposite yeah she goes and she and she's told like no take the prince he's gonna provide for you and she's like no I want this like I this is what I want I want my career I want my dreams and he comes to her and he goes I need to do what I want for me I choose you and he gives up the kingdom for her And I realize that this is like, so like not what normally happens, but like, that's why it's so important because we never see this. He gives up his thing for her and he's like, Hey, we don't have to get married. You're going to travel and create dresses for this woman. I'm going to travel with you. And they don't get married. He goes off with her and the next in line takes over to be the next uh, person on the throne. It's his younger sister. That is. Everything about this movie is different and modern. And why are we in 2023? We're like, oh, the sister is going to take over. And she's like the weird sister. Oh, it has to be the guy because he's the king. No. Like, and I love what Bad Cinderella did and they like brought in the homosexuality aspect of it. I I love that he comes back and he's like, well, I don't want a princess. Here's my prince. Like, I love that. Like, hello, LGBTQ. Thank you. I love seeing more of that Mm -hmm. on stage. But also like, why again we're looking at okay so there's the man and he comes okay he comes back he's not going to marry a princess but he has another man okay that's fine but like we still can't see a strong woman she has to give up part of what she's doing to meld into what is expected of her yeah and so that's the thing that I find like I feel like what bad Cinderella is trying to be is it's trying to be this strong woman story. And I get that, but I feel like there's so many other parts of it that just like, don't 
fit. I think that's and fair. Aren't strong enough. I think they're, I don't think it's a, I think at the end of the day, it's not strong enough to hold up where I'm like, yes, all young women should come see the story because it's important where I sit here and I'm like, all young women and men should see this 2021 Cinderella on Amazon prime because this is a literal modern story. And I think that was one thing with like Bad Cinderella. Like it does try to modernize with the like with the gay couple in the end and all of that and everything. But I think it started out with too little to go in a different direction. Because with the way that like Bad Cinderella is, she is your traditional Cinderella. She's just rebellious. That's the only thing different about her. She and that makes like, her bad, right? Like she's still the peasant that's living with the stepmom. She doesn't have a dime to her name. She has nowhere to go. She can't like, she can't be like, I'm going to do my career because she doesn't have a career. So like, they start out with too little of a change to make her bad Cinderella to go into a more modern direction than that. And well, I what think- makes her bad is she has her own opinions right which is like a very 1990s Mm -hmm. view of modern femininity but i think that andrew lloyd weber is hitting it way too late absolutely and he's still living in the 80s yeah so yeah no it's definitely outdated for modern and i think it just like if you would have written more into the beginning it could have gone farther and like yeah. seeing the storyline of like the stepmom and the queen it could have even been interesting if she tried to go into that direction and be like i don't have money but i'm not staying here why don't i go join one of these other houses like like my stepmom did even though she i'm sure she didn't know about it but like go in that direction and build maybe that kind of connection with the stepmother. And like that could have gone off into so many different directions. And you could have built on that throughout the whole story since the queen and stepmom were, had the same like problem. And then it wouldn't have like um, pigeonholed her so much into, I have nowhere to go. This is where I am. And this is it. I either marry someone with money or I stay here forever. And it's like, there's another option, but that's not the one you wanted to show. And so therefore we got stuck in our, a bit of an outdated version that we've already seen before with just a tiny twist on it you know yep and so I think that that could have been an interesting take my dad and I discussed this a little bit and he was like I think this will be good for like high schools and community theaters and stuff but he's like I think the difficulty will be in casting in making all of these perfect white kids and i'm sure there are like plenty of areas that can do that except that they're going to be like cinderella's the opposite of everything and she's going to be this like blonde skinny white girl Mm -hmm. like it is what it is what i think they could do is like what you were saying at the beginning is it being like more satirical i think there's so many things that can be done from a directional standpoint Mm -hmm. 
that can make this really work for high schools and community yeah. theaters and places like that where you're taking everything that's said but like putting it on its head and making right. it not really mean what it means but I think that the Broadway version didn't necessarily do that right. and so if that was the goal it just didn't hit that it got and a, if it wasn't it should be yeah and it got a scathing review I just read it finally for the first time last night the New York Times one and I don't think that that was quite fair <laughs> I think it was not dreadful but it has had only really bad reviews like I haven't yeah. unless I've talked to people I haven't heard anything positive about it. and I think I think that that's also not fair even though we talk about all these things that could be changed and should be edited and how it's like you know you're going to Broadway and you know if I have to suggest my top three it's not my top three I'm going to tell you to go see but if you're like yep. hanging out and you're like I want to catch a show and I'll be like yeah go see that bad Cinderella I had a good time and I think it's I think that's really rough for for the cast as well that like this is some of their bigger shows and they're not terrible but these reviews are probably like they're so scathing that I feel like they're unfortunately going to follow them and like I hate that especially for uh Jordan and Lenady who are like the leads like they have so few credits behind them this is the first role that they've both been like leads in I guess and I know like Jordan's still I guess he's not technically technically the lead it's Lenady but like you know they're the prince and princess role and it's so disheartening to think that for them because I don't think they deserve that and I hope well, I will that- say I will say just real quick that mm-hmm. the there was nothing that was poorly done from an acting standpoint from a ensemble standpoint like the dancing was incredible the costumes were incredible like I think that as a whole like all of these different pieces like I found the set really interesting too Mm -hmm. it boils down to a little bit of the plot and how it's put together Mm -hmm. and the casting And I think that that either needs to be viewed more or not. Like, I I don't know where the problem came into it, but it clearly wasn't addressed. Right. Um, But it's a wonderful show. Yeah. As a show, you know, as a performance. It's enjoyable. Absolutely. I had a great time. My dad was like, people will really enjoy it like it is a good story and it is and it's the same you know but was it the best that it could have been no yeah absolutely not right and I think there's like for it to be the modernized Cinderella I think it has a lot more steps it needs to take before it can be the new modern version because I don't I don't think it met that mark like it wanted to um, even though I do think it's a very interesting concept and I think it had a lot of potential and I think it still does I think there's no reason they can't rework it and you know do something else yeah. five years from now um, absolutely or even with the tour if they're going to do a tour after like you know I think I think there's a lot that can be adapted differently and I think it'll be fine but uh, yeah, but it so- has an incredible cast it does like if yeah. you are near New York and can go see it 
go see it. It is so well done. Mm -hmm. Like the production value of it is so well done. Like we, I feel like we, I feel like I personally have said a lot of negative things about it. Um, But all of that comes back to like very specific things. I really enjoyed it. I had a great time. I would recommend it to other people. Like it, it's well done. It just needs work. Yep. And it, yeah, that is what it is. Absolutely. Nothing's perfect. And uh, I think we're coming up on the end. Do you have any other final thoughts before we wrap it up? Um, I just really quick want to shout out Carolee Carmelo in her amazingness this year and there has been an article about her having an incredible year like we have already talked about her in mm-hmm. uh 1776 mm-hmm. i almost said 1994 which is you know, not right that's fine uh, <laughs> we talked about her with 1776 and she really can step into anything she's mm-hmm. just brilliant uh Lenady, was incredible my dad saw her understudy he said and he said that she was great also and so that's the thing like again I'll shout out understudies and standbys like they're incredible like just because you're not seeing like people always want to run to the box office every time that they see somebody who's not on their playbill and be like this is not what I paid for but like I get that in the in the world that we live in now where we're just putting big names into shows to get people to come buy tickets but like give your understudies a chance because especially in this world where we're putting big names into these things the understudies are usually incredible they just don't have the name so like I get it. If you're like, I want to see Patty Lapone and she's not there, like I get it. Sad. My dad and I saw company without Patty Lapone the first time, and he went back and saw it again. I saw it for free when I was working. But <laughs> so he went back and saw it again to see Patty Lapone because we wanted to see Patty Lapone. Like I get it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes. Like, I really think you should give the understudies and the standbys a chance because they, I'm not saying they're better than the leads, but they put so much heart and soul into it that the leads do too. And they deserve to be seen. Absolutely. Like, yeah, just something to consider for our listeners. And not to discredit this conversation, but I just also wanted to note that Lenady herself, she was not on the path to acting. She grew up and went into banking and then kind of wow. ended up in acting. Like she was in school for banking and then kind of ended up in acting. I didn't watch the whole interview, so I don't know the whole story. And I think that's why like she has a different tone than a lot of people I hear on Broadway. And it's incredible like I really like that about her and I think maybe it's because she doesn't have that you know 30 year background 20 year background of just growing up in theater she did have a different career path that she just ended up not following and so I think that's very 
cool too and that's something to look at if you do go see bat cinderella really listen to her voice because i think she has a, a very it's not very i mean it's you know everyone sounds incredible on broadway but she has a really interesting tone that i feel like i don't hear in everyone else's voice so and not yeah. to discount that because i think she's amazing but also we could have an entire other podcast about that because i have so many things i could say about other people like that mm-hmm. and it's true like just any like here i understand money is a factor like especially on broadway especially in modern broadway um or even just like regional theater like it's it's getting really expensive and i get it if you can't afford it like really don't stress about it but my like one of the things that i find really interesting is listening to different people do Mm -hmm. the same part or listening to all these different things so like if you get a chance if you go to a show that you have tickets for and you're like uh the understudy's on but maybe you can go after the show and be like hey you know give me another ticket to see the same person whatever it's so interesting to see different people do the same part even if they're both and like there are people who come from theater backgrounds like I could say the same thing about Lynette like not quite the same but like Kate Burton who I have worked Mm -hmm. with also like came her parents are actors right she came or like she came like was raised in theater and she was like I'm not gonna do theater and went to school to be a diplomat yeah and then did a show and was like oh no this is it you know (laughs) it's so interesting how people end up in what they're doing but I feel like everybody finds the right place and so it's just like just see more people do more things don't just see the people that you know and the people that you like Mm -hmm. like if you don't know the person if you don't necessarily like the person if you aren't you know see them see how they do it different see what you don't like about them like that is so interesting to me and also say you see them in one show that you don't like specific things about them that means you can put that to future use that if they're in a show where those things are swapped around you know that they're going to do a better job at that role than they would have at this one and so it's definitely like that too yeah yeah so um now that we're just telling you to watch everyone all the time (laughs) because it's everyone's excellent we love them all um let me get off my soapbox yes um this wraps up our two-parter on cinderella and i hope you all had a great time because we had a great time with it and we will see where we roll around next time because our shows are very much based on what lottery we win for the week of the show so we will next week will be a surprise to everyone including us absolutely but in the meantime you can follow us on all social media and go to our website um if you go to unseenartist.org you can find all of our social media our etc etc everything you need to find is there and we'll work and do our best on updating social media to make sure we reflect what we're going to release maybe a few days before is like a little sneak peek or maybe we'll give you you really don't like what we were saying send us an email we'll read it 
if you want us to talk about something else that you're interested in and you want to know our opinions because we're that important to you, thank you. And send us an email. (laughs) Yeah, we're happy to hear talking about anything. We're we have we hear all any and all feedback. Um, because just like everyone else, we also know we always have room to grow. So absolutely we're here. And I know. I have very strong opinions, but I know that I am, my opinions are not the standard and my opinions are not necessarily correct because they're opinions, not facts. So I love hearing other people's perspectives and it does help me learn and grow. And she will listen even if she tells you you're wrong, whether you are or not, but it's fine. Okay. Most people aren't wrong, but like you're wrong, Courtney. Right. See, this is what I did. <laughs> but on that note, please hang in there with us. Let us know your thoughts. I feel like we've put out a good enough amount of content that you kind of get a feel for who we are and what we're saying and the way we kind of address things. So let us know if you want it to be done any differently. And until next time, we'll see you around.